When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 65 with myself, Chris Hume, the legend Don Maguire. And again, we keep hitting you more this week with more interviews. Our interviewee today is none other than Joe the Hitman Elmore. How What's you up? Doing? What's up? What's up? You, yeah, man. Hey, bro. You know, I wish I could be like you and, and have a nice little vacay, but you, you truly deserved it, man. Um, you know, I kind of want to jump in here real quick and take take you back to the first time I interviewed you. You know, not only have I fell more in love with you as a person and as a man in your walk, but the respect level has is truly I, I can't even put words to describe how much I respect you, bro, because I remember the first interview I gave you and I started out by telling you you were already a world champion. Well, you know. That thought process sits more in my heart today than it did the first day I gave you an interview, brother. Uh, first and foremost, welcome to the subsidiary of my show. Chris is a tremendous man, and, and I love doing shows with him because we're kind of like the yin, yin and yang of the sport. But I want to take you off this Connor Tierney fight, man. You know, this is your first op- – I don't know if this is your first opportunity, but it's the first opportunity that I know of that you're going to be coming over to the U.K. What's this opportunity mean for you? And your beautiful wife. Uh, I mean, we love travel, man. That's part of part of the game. Be a world champion, not a United States champion. And and I've done big things here. You know, I've got to fight at Grenada Arena at home in front of my family for Bellator, and I've, I've had some pretty big moments. And this is going to be awesome. You know, I get to I get to go. And and it, of course, it was announced the other day, the first time in 150 or 155 years, don't quote somewhere between there, that that a bare knuckle fight has been legally sanctioned since the Queen banned it. And this is going to be the first event at L- London Wembley Arena versus Connor Tierney, which is looking like I'm not either that been officially announced, but I mean, it, it, on the commercials, everything looks like co-main event. And they've got Paige now pushed down to the feature fight. I'm under the biggest fight, if you ask me, in the history. The main event, I, I mean, I so, I'm so grateful for what they've done to put that Mike Perry and MVP and and see if he gets to roll that pokeball this time, you know, man, that man's done some, like he said uh, in the, the interview that there, everything he's done is a highlight reel and it gives the world the opportunity to see me. They can go research me, you know, my psychotic acts uh, uh, in that ring, make people think I'm like that. And then they go check me out and wind up liking the shit out of me. I, I kind of t- I turn them for a flip. That's the only time I'm different. I say I keep it 100, but even then I'm keeping it 100 because I'm a violent man. Any passionate man that loves anything has to be violently willing to defend what he loves more than anything in the world. So that's where my violence comes from there. But my passion is deeper. I wouldn't even be there doing it. So, yeah, man, I'm just just filled with love. I get to carry my wife over there. I plan to take her to Paris afterwards with some of our best friends and and travel and possibly see Rome and take my soul to where I've died and lived before in that battlefield and yeah, so I mean, it's just a huge opportunity. I always try to take, and and if I come out healthy, you know, things can be scheduled. But my wife and my family's prepared for stuff like that too. When I go and I risk it, also, you know. But yeah, that's the plan. So it's gonna be wonderful. You know, I, I look at it this way because this is the M- MVPs on this card, correct? Yeah, oh, Michael Venom Page, baby. You know, but the tremendous thing is, Joe, you got the opportunity to go out there and put on a hell of a show where MVP will, will second guess him coming out and go, fuck, I can't follow that, bro. You know, <laughs> what's that opportunity mean like for you? Because, 
you know, he's a human highlight reel, but here's your opportunity. So am I. Wait till they go look at all my highlights. I got one of the highest views. I got more than page fan fans movies. Excuse me, my language. When you get more views than titties, it's, it's an honor these days because I, I ain't only fans, only hands, baby. And uh, when Michael Venom Page, there's going to be people watching him that would never give Joel more chance that are going to look back and go, gosh, I wish I would have been following this guy for years. And that is not an arrogance. I just love my fight. I'm so damn passionate. I'll put my life risk and line and everything I am. I don't I told my wife and I've told fans before, you know, when I go out there and I fight. I, I, of course, I want to win, but I'm a humble loser, too. Even when I lost to Leonard Garcia, you know, I give a speech. I stay in there. I'm friends with him now. I have so much respect for him. Like, I don't – it ain't about all that bull, Conor McGregor bull. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I I, uh, I, I, I I, can't lose, man. I'm going to go out there and people are going to get to see the brutality and the, the fear and the love and the, oh, my God, when I get to unleash it in there. And they get to see that. It, this is – Man, this is I've seen it in a dream. This is God put me here and I'm gonna get to do what he put me there to do. And he's given me this opportunity. My wife has worked with me. We've done it independently, no iridium, no none of these sports management. Maggie and Mr. and Ms. Hitman. Maggie, my wife, just grinding this whole time. Well, you know, I I'm glad you said that because you know, I've been in this industry for thirty seven years and I got screwed over so many times, and then I let my wife become my manager. And I was never screwed over again, brother, you know, <laughs> and, and the great thing was the 35% that I paid to her went right back into my pocket. And so we, we really didn't lose anything. We gained actually tax purpose wise. But... Right back into the family. Uh, and, and ain't nobody going to work harder for me than that, man. You know, the, the t-shirt designs. I mean, this is us. We, you know, like we, I design my own clothes. I don't, I own my own name. I own my own ownership. I have, I have, a, I have friends that I've been kind to and love my whole life that are there for me. A damn good trial lawyer, Jason Creasy out of Memphis, Dyersburg, Tennessee, man. He does my contracts for me. I mean, I'm just blessed. I got guys that I fought that are friends. Amir Dodovic lets me get IV drips at his clinic here. So, I mean, I got, God, I got so much love and passion back and forth to help take care of me things that could cost me thousands of dollars. And I got a pretty good contract with BKFC. So, I'm able to, I'm able to put my life in soul and money and finances and invest into myself and that's how you know like it's like the farmer if you don't invest into good water good crop and good fertilizer then things ain't gonna i'm, I'm gonna have a good crop baby and i can't wait because he says i underestimate him but he's underestimating me everything he says is straight past me he's gonna have to dig out of the dirt first you know before i pass it to chris i i've got to meet you in person and you know, it's like there's only been a couple people in this sport that have let off a, a vibe that I, I completely am taken in by. You know, one being James Krause, the other the other being uh, Vitor Belfort, and the third being you. And it's like when when I got to meet you, how genuine you truly are, and and, and I mean, bruh, because it's like. A lot of these fighters out here, and I, I'll say it because, you know, I say what the hell I want. They get one or two fights in them, and they, their fucking head gets this fucking big. And they just think they're God. Naturally like this. Sorry to interrupt. This <laughs> is not because of – I just got a badass fucking head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know you know what I'm saying. You're just, you're just real, bro. You, you don't pretend to be anything. You don't claim to be anything except for Joe Elmore. And – Bruh, that's what I really love about you, homie. That when I first met you, it was a great feeling for me because, you know, I've been in this sport for 37 years and I've met a lot of bullshitters, but you could tell right off the get you were 100% genuine. And that's why I'm glad you're on this apparent show with me because I want the world to know who the motherfucking hitman is, bro, because you're as real as they come. Chris, I'm going to let you ask a couple of questions and then I'm going to dig deep on my bro when I get back. Whatever you want, Don, whatever you want, mate. <laughs> Joe, I want, to, I want you to take me on a walk, my friend, and I want you to go through your, your integration into combat sports and mixed martial arts. What got you there? And, you know, what galvanizes you to keep you there? I loved it, man. Uh, like I got to tell my wife, uh, I remember two two big movies. I watched uh, Karate Kid, watched Rocky, 
and I, I wasn't sure which one I was going to become. But I mean, I, I'd be a kid, dude, five years old. I mean, I'm hyper as hell anyway. And I started martial arts when I was a kid. My mom put me in taekwondo, boxing, gymnastics, I'm five, six, seven, all of those. Somewhere between there, I'd go from one to the next to the other. But I'd be imitating these movies back in the 80s, man. I'd see Rocky running, dude. I'd go out with my papa cutting wood on the farm. I had a toy bit tiller when I was five years old. I ain't talking about them pussy ones that wheel with the rolls, but you have to drag that some bitch and hold it backwards or to take off with the blades pulling through the dirt. And, and I mean, I just, I, I would, I'd, I'd take a tree and, and run it around the yard because I thought I was Rocky out in the snow. With, and I mean, I just loved it and I embraced it in life. And, you know, we come from a little, no nowhere place nobody makes it out you work for your grandpa or your uncle in the bank and the person that knows this guy that down the street from this lady and if you ever do anything wrong your grandma knows about it before you ever got home and you got whooped on the way there by two people and so it's like i just I, I always stuck to the gym and it was the place that everybody I, I wrestled in high school i was on the front page of the paper i set every record for for pinning every athletic sport that was combat one-on-one I was kicking their ass. I was in a tournament in Dyersburg for Taekwondo when I was 14 years old. Well, 13 was when the viciousness came out. And this is when everybody thought I was going to be some kind of crazy combat specialist. I knocked the kids out. So the next year when I was 14, they were coming to the competition and the moms wouldn't let me compete. So I, I had to come. They asked my mom if I could compete with the adults uh, in the low weight bracket. I mean, there's some of them five, 10 pounds heavier than me, whatever. It was like 115 or one, something like that. And, and I wound up knocking them out and winning when I was 14, too. And then I uh, I was at school that year. Some dude I'd never wrestled before except from a farm with cousins and shit like that. He asked me if I wanted to join the wrestling team because, of course, I was like 110, 112. And uh, I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, we need a 103 because nobody in high school is 103. But I was a 4'11", 103 because I wound up making it. And by God, I lost my first six matches. And then I think I was like 200 and – 18 and, and 21 overall, but like 218 and 16 overall on seasons. I only lost to state champions at state championships. I wound up going to state championships my freshman year. Same six matches. I, I lost the first three for getting disqualified. I didn't know you couldn't fool Nelson somebody and make them eat their own butt, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I've always just had fun being violent and entertaining people through it. It's never been to hurt nobody or nothing. I just – country shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Hard working shit farm boy shit you know it's yeah, like, hard working shit i like working well, hard well you look at miranda maverick you know her 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 phrase is farm strong i mean she grew up on a farm 45 minutes from about where i live you know that's what it's about you know the first time i came I out here, no play yeah i came out here 30 something years ago and and a good old boy came up to shake my hand and about cut my damn hand off because he you know, when you work on the farm, your your hands get all calloused and scarred up. And I was like, holy shit, bro. But, you know, I want to share a side of you that I've shared on my show. But I, I want the United Kingdom to really get an essence of, of who Joe Elmore truly is. You know, when I first had you on, and we talked about this before we went live because I'm transparent. There was a special part of you that touched my heart and had, had, you know, you come on my show. And that was what you do for, for the kids. And I think the world needs to know what you do for the kids because it doesn't matter if they're black, blue, green, pink, purple, whatever color, doesn't matter where they come from, where they live, how they smell. It doesn't matter no way, shape or form. You're the only man that I truly know that will go into the deepest, darkest ghettos, the deepest, dirtiest, scariest parts of a city and train kids and teach kids and give kids a purpose in life. Who was the one that instilled that? And you, my brother. Teachers. Uh, My wife's a teacher. She's one of the best in the world. She loves them and she loved me. And I was, man, when I first started fighting, dude, you know, I was, Shit, boys, boys are, it's just a hard place for men in, in this world, especially a real man that really, it, uh, so I, I, I just, when I see kids, I want to make them better. I want to make them strong. There's moments when some of them get bullied or miss out on things. And, and I missed out on certain parts of my childhood. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that go on and everybody does, you know, there's, we ain't got to get here and get sad with it, but shit happens. And, 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 some people become victims and some people become heroes. And that was part of my martial arts and all the other things, all the abuse and all the crazy shit that kids shouldn't experience going on in life. You get to become a superhero. So for me, 
the kids idolize me and they see a big grown goofy guy with tattoos that can love them and hang out with them and have fun and change their life. And no matter who they are, treat them normal. That's what, that's what all, all I ever wanted. You know what I'm saying? So I get loved and I'm a crazy goof tard, you know what I'm saying? So if I, if I, I ain't normal, I like, I like the, uh, the mis the misfits to me are the special ones. I I feel sorry for the normal people because they're not unique at all, you know. Yeah. So yeah, well, see, to be normal. You remind me a lot of me when I came up in this sport. That's a great that's a great great comment, Jonathan. Cool, but you know the thing of it is, you you kind of remind me of me. I I came from I didn't have I had a mother and father who didn't want me, you know and we have a choice to lay down. You know, I got in a fight with Antonio McKee on, on an interview that I was doing because he said, you know, that only white kids get privilege. And I said, excuse me. I said, let me tell you something. Privilege is the opportunity to get off your ass and make something of yourself. I said, I came from the damn projects where if you didn't find a body in the morning, something was wrong. Then we moved up to the hood. And if you didn't have somebody at your home, when you went to the damn grocery store, your TV, your couch and everything, you had to go track down, and find it and get it back from the crack dealers to when I was seven being shipped off to live in military school. I said, privilege is the opportunity to get up and major, make yourself. I said, I got my master's in engineering science. I got my uh, another degree in mechanical engineering technology. I'm a two-time Hall of Fame flight photographer, a two-time Emmy award-winning journalist and an SB award-winning. And you're going to tell me that only white people get opportunities? No, nah, bro. Everybody gets an opportunity is how you choose to take it. If you want to be a piece of shit, then be a piece of shit. If you want to be on top of the world and live your fucking dreams, then do it. But see, what you do is tremendous. What you do touches my heart, bro, because that man who I claim my, to be my grandfather rescued me when I was homeless on that porch stoop. But what you are is a younger version of my grandfather. You've been doing this for years. This, this isn't something that Joe Elmore added to his, his resume as a fighter. This is Joe Elmore, the man. And the reason I share this with the people of the United Kingdom and people all over the world is because I want people to realize that you're not just a fighter. You're not. Well, that's a fighter, you know, too, if you ask me, bro. Like, uh, like I said, Right, like that's what fighting really comes from. So it's like that's that's the the, the uh, fighting in the ring is easy. That's why I always tell people when there are people that fight for the country, people that fight for others. But it's also selfish, you know. My grandma taught me that. Like my, my grandma used to like make meals for the church. They call potluck dinners right after the supper. Everybody come over and everybody bring one little thing. My grandma bring twenty things even to a potluck. But she sit back and serve everybody's plate and fix everybody's stuff and and then really watch them take their first bite and really enjoy it. So sometimes like I get to meet a lot of people that are super unique and kind and love me more than anything. You ever had a, you ever, you ever, you ever been loved by a dog or a puppy or, or a child that just like that you impressed or like they love you deeper than anything else you can love. So anybody that wants a lot of love and wants to feel selfish and that's what it's kind of like what it really does anyway. I mean, I have a million kids that love me and stuff. And my, my wife has kids that are, going to be president of the united states of america and they're going to come back and love her because she was the best teacher they ever had and she changed their life and they they even you know you don't realize when your kid things are going on but then when you get older and you realize who saved you and who taught you and why you became who you become and you really just want to go back and thank them billionaires go back and buy them cars and you know that's you don't see that with any other career yeah that that's why i always say on my show you know you realize how much of a man you are as you grow older. And, you know, my whole life I've spent giving to this sport. And we have some few friends, and, and I want to get this out because I, I think it's, it, it needs to be shared because I know you see the attacks on me. I know you see the things that have been said about me from certain people. But the thing of it is, I'm not that man. You know, people hate what they can't be. But the sad thing is, I don't claim to be anything. I just claim to be an, a regular man in life, a man that loves sharing fighter stories. And for some reason, these people feel like they have to eloquate attacks against me and my family. They're not hurting anybody. They're hurting themselves. Because, you know, when for one, it did bother me for a moment. But then you told me something one time. And, you know, bro, it's so true. 
It is so true. You know, I'm not going to share what he told me because I don't want people to have this opportunity to, to let the haters go away. But uh, you're a very valuable man in your walk. What you and your wife have brought to life is special. And I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I am truly grateful to call you my brother. I am so, so humbled that you get this opportunity in the UK and to be on the card with MVP because, brother, you've worked so hard. You've put in so many hours and you put in so much, so much time. And, and you've remained humble. You stayed Joe Elmore. And I think that's the key to your success here, brother. Even when I'm the champion, I promise. Dude, listen, I promise you right now, message me, say hey, ask what I'm doing, comment on my page. Anybody who's ever been a fan or hadn't been a fan or never said nothing, bet you a million dollars there ain't anybody that wasn't complete. Even the hateful people, somebody will tell me like, hey, you piece of shit, you're a wild, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know what, sometimes I am, but everybody is. But that's between me and God. I hope you have a blessed day or and, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you, but if something's wrong with you, you can talk to me about it. Most people that are assholes or uh, angry and all that stuff, they've got some stuff going on in their lives. And empathy is one of the greatest things and one of the greatest rewards is you get to see through it. So I don't let it bother me. He either angers you, controls you, to figure it out by living well. That's why Connor, I mean, even Connor Tierney, I was a fan of his. And this kid, I've seen him talk trash and, and stuff to others to hype it up. But I told him, I was like, he hit me up and said something to me. And I was like, you know, we ain't got to do this. Let's be respectful. And he has. He stuck to it. Ain't nobody else he's fought got him to be respectful and do that. But you can't really disrespect me. Or like you said, the people that respect you just look like a fool. So it's pretty easy if you just, just. I mean, I, I can't explain it. It used to not be easy for me, but it's pretty easy now. I've been, just, I've been practicing for a long time. Plus, it takes a lot to piss me off. You got to have damn near $100,000 to get me to fight you now. So, <laughs> yeah, you ain't going to fight you because you piss me off. I'm a, that's, what, that's what they make the police for. <laughs> right. I feel you, Chris. Call security on your ass. <laughs> well, you well, you out. I mean, there, you, you, can, you can get your ass whooped, though. <laughs> but, but it ain't going to be as hard as you think for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be pretty damn easy. <laughs> Give it. I don't know where to sort of jump off from there, really. Because um, obviously, Don said at the beginning of the show, is this is your first time coming to the UK? I take it then, or have yes, you been? Sir. Yes, sir. Never been before. So I, I live in Wales, so I'm, I'm a bit away from London, but obviously, I've been there myself, so. Give me your, your thoughts of your, your ideas of what you're, you're walking into when you, you come to the UK. Fans. I got people for, listen, so I, the reason, the only reason I was able to even really go do this, which don't mind you, I trained. I'm finna release a little video. Me and my wife's seven-year anniversary was two days ago. <laughs> We've been together for 12, uh, married for seven. And uh, I took her to uh, Playa Mahara's uh, Excellence uh, Resort for a week for our anniversary. And uh, we met some really amazing people. Uh, I trained with a kid down there who's actually going to fight. Uh, now that now that we're back, uh, man, I'm just ready to. I'm, I, I got I got I mean, like I said, I've got I got friends that I made there that, that we, we talk to now that we're back, and they're actually from London. They're coming to sit with my family at a VIP table, and we hung out with them every night. He's a 60 year old. He used to be a special forces out of Britain for the British army. So it's going to be, I mean, I got a lot of fans over there. I'm kind to the British people. They've been, I, I, I have, I actually post certain times on my uh, Instagram because the Brits have actually been some of my biggest followers. I'm friends with Mark Godbeer and I've let him I stay with me and took him all over Atlanta and got him training everywhere and sponsorship twice here. And I, 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 I love Tyler Goodon together. I don't, I don't have any enemies. So when I come over there, of course, there's going to be people, people just like in USA, whatever, that start chanting stupid shit, and you don't even know you're from Guatemala, dumbass. Like there's going to be stuff like that. And they're just because he's from Brumtown, and they're going to cheer from him. But I, that drives me. You know what? You know, you know, one of the most valuable things on this earth is diamonds, and it is made with pressure. I love the freaking pressure, and I'm a diamond baby. So I'm coming over there, and, and whether it's the pressure to win from the people who love me, or the pressure that everybody thinks I'm going to lose i love it i need i need more of it i'm gonna have a great time and, and at the end i promise you they're they're an asshole if they still hate me when i leave that place because i'm not going to disrespect nobody i'm gonna, it's pride honor fair play if he wins i'm gonna be humble when he can't win 
but I mean, I would be humble and eat my words like a man if I had to, but I'm going to come eat them instead. And I'm just going to entertain everybody. Have fun. Hold on, hold I, I can tell, obviously, this is the first time I've met you. And I, I, I think uh, people over there who, who are only just, in get, only just getting to know you like I am, they, they'll fall in love with you. Charismatic, energetic, you've got a personality. And, and as we have um, Anthony Holmes on, who's from the UK, British people, yeah, we do cheer our own, but we love a good fighter and we will get behind anybody, you know, who gets on there, you know, is putting their, their life on the line. You know what I mean? We will cheer for you no matter what. You know what I mean? So I think you're going to, you're going to explode. You got to have a good guy and a bad guy. I don't care if I'm the bad guy for that night, you know? Yeah, I, don't, I, 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 don't I love the bad guys too. So I dressed yeah. up as the bad guys for Halloween, you know? I'll have a couple hitmen's. They have the hit squad. Welcome to the Joe Show when I get there, baby. I think I'll love you. Man. <laughs> I, I think. I think the other. I think that uh, Connor Turney's probably going to end up being the bad guy, and everyone's going to fall with you, mate. I think so. I mean, he's so focused on being pretty. I even watched the interview. No offense, man, but I don't know if he's really arrogant or if he's just trying to figure himself out or if he thinks he's that pretty or what, man. But God, I, I like the guy, and I, I I believe in his talents. He's super talented. Like, he's got all of it, but it's like there's something missing or something. And I think it's because I'm natural. I know who the, I know who I am, and and I and I truly love people more than I love myself. I really am entertaining the guy, the good guys, the bad guys, the haters, the lovers. I'm, I just laugh at it all. It tickles me when people hate me. I'm like, damn, they took some time from me. I'm just the old country boy with a tiller, and they're out here taking all day to write some pissed off shit. <laughs> Oh man! You know, the only advice I could give you, Joe, is you need to bring your own biscuits and gravy because they they think biscuits and gravy over there is is a, is a cookie and tea, bro. You know, my wife's hey, biscuits hey. and gravy over here. My grandma, my grandma, and my wife they all they share all the recipes. They gonna live. I'm gonna keep having some good ass biscuits for a long time. Right, you know, you'll, you'll get proper biscuits over there. You know what I mean? They're not having hey, dips. Hey, not... We'll have biscuits over there too. We'll swap. We'll swap yeah. biscuits. We'll have yeah, crumpets, right, yeah. biscuits, gravies on yeah. both sides of the fence. Bro, their biscuits they do, they do are cookies, bro. Two biscuits are cookies. They're not cookies. Cookies are a a, a, a biscuit. They're multiple things, yeah? Hey, listen, I'm a, hey, I've already tried to learn a little Somerset and Gypsy. Apparently, <laughs> someone told me to call him a, a Whistle Castle Wendy. Apparently, he wears dresses and too much makeup and t- spends time getting facials instead of training. I don't know. I, I was trying to learn it. I was like, I ain't going to do that because I don't know who I'm going to offend. And <laughs> I'll be saying some stuff that ain't me. I ain't going <laughs> to. Oh, shit. Nate Red says, I just love to watch Joe Elmore fight. That's a tremendous young fighter and, and photographer he's, out of he's, California. He's wrote something else. Thank you for the happy anniversary. Joe Elmore is a clutch fighter. Winner, winner, lose. Joe Elmore's fight is always the best fight on the card. 100. Great 100. You already know, baby. I'm coming for that bonus uh, money. Yeah. Aaron James East, a, a mate of mine over the pond, said, would, would have been great to have met you at the press conference. Oh, bro, I wanted you, to come, but tickets were so expensive and to fly seven and a half hours over there to do a little press conference. They need to know who Connor is. Anybody who's in Butter Knuckle guarantee the, the, the real fans know who the fudge I am, whether they love me or hate me. And after what well, VIPs on this card, they're going to look up Joe Elmore. Dave told him I'm not, he didn't say he's one of the toughest guys in the division. He said Joe Elmore is one of the toughest guys in the damn company because he already knows i'll call him up black one or not at the press conference but he's got stuff planned for me he's got some crews coming in and they ain't, they're not messing the opportunity be stupid now you got to spend money time and acting coaches to get most of these sons of bitches to get anybody to listen to anything they say and in 90 percent of the time i can just trip over something people are gonna like it i don't know i just i i do it and laugh at myself so yeah, man, I'm 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 personality and, and, and knuckles combined. So let's run. Personality, love, and knuckles. Yeah, let's hell yeah, lots of love. Whether it comes from yeah. both ways, too. Yeah, I, I got I got lots of love. We don't run out of that shit. Yeah, let me let me ask you this though, because this might not be a thought that you've even correlated, or it might have the laws might have been changed for this fight. But over in the UK, uh, most of the fights. Don't allow that. You can't. You can't clinch. You can't. You can't. Any of that. It's our rules. We. We. It's our rules. We can clinch. 
They ain't oh, changing man. the rules on us. And even if they do, I don't give a damn. Listen, this dude thinks he's like better than Tom Shelf. He ain't tougher than Tom Shelf. Look at what Tom Shelf has done to everybody since me. I put Tom Shelf on his butt. And Tom is the man. He has got some of the best hands. He said, I ain't fought nobody like him. I'm like, yes, I did. I fought Tom Shelf. Except for he knows who the hell he is. When he says things, I believe it a little bit more. I'm going to go out there and approach it like I did Tom Shelf, except for I'm going to fight smart. I, I, that was my second fight. I went out there and I beat the hell out of Will Choke. Nobody else had ever done that. He fought Max Holloway in a main event. They, they think that I'm sloppy, but I set up angles from the outside. These guys got 7 to 11-inch reach on me. Most people that say I don't know what I'm doing don't know what I'm doing. I'm one of the head boxing coaches. Coach Isadora from Cuba was one of the boxing coaches that I worked with side-by-side side for like seven years. I've been a coach for 14 years at X3 Sports. I crossed train with Douglas and Diego Lima at American Top Team. Like, I could sit here and name drop like all these dudes do all day, but they invite me to come over. I ain't ever paid a gym fee in 20 years. I get paid to go to every gym I'm at, coach it. People, I know science. I write. I could write codes. Martina Kroll was a, a, a kickboxer before I uh, – Kevin Smith called me with Martina Kroll before she, he, she was supposed to fight um, Jamie Driver or somebody else at first, but we backed out of fights, wound up fighting that UFC girl. I can't remember her name now. I ain't going to mention it because she acted like she didn't know Martina's. But look what Martina did. She was a movie type fighter. Go look at all her stuff online. She didn't have – Hands like that. That's one of the best jabs in there. And I coached her in my front yard under my garage and at my gym every single day to get there. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've watched him. I've studied him. I've seen his what his body can take with his thin little body. I mean, he, he, I've seen him get dropped and put to sleep only one out of six times. But it wasn't none of those guys that he fought over there hit as hard as I do. I promise you that. Ain't nobody he's fought his whole life. He says, Jeremiah Riggs respect. I love you, Jeremiah Riggs. I ain't talking shit, but I will break him if I fought Jeremiah Riggs or anybody else. So, yeah, I, man, I can't wait, dude. I'm going to pick his ass apart and I'm going to spin his jaw around sideways. He's going to talk backwards out his neck. <laughs> I love it, man. I freaking love it, bro. Because uh, this is real. This, this isn't no scripted shit. This is my brother, Joe Elmore. I mean, he backs up every word that comes out of his mouth. Y'all see the beads coming off my adrenaline, damn drooling and shit. Yeah. Oh, it's been too long since I ate. And I was, I had a, had a torn shoulder when I fought Leonard Garcia five days before that fight. I got seven quarters all injections in there. And then I broke my hand in the uppercut in the second round. Go look at five rounds. I fought five rounds with no left hand. I couldn't rotate a hook. And I fought three rounds with a broke hand and went out there and didn't nobody know what was wrong. They were just wondering why I wasn't using my hands as, as much as I usually do. They wondered what was different, but I didn't quit. Some guys don't go out there and fight healthy as hard as I fight when I'm broken. But you can't break me down. You might you might break something, but I just until you cut my legs off, I'll probably crawl on my knees if the referee will let me. And ain't that the truth? But you know, you mentioned a name, a, a name of a very dear brother of mine, and that being Diego Lima. You know, got me, George boy. Well, see, a lot of people don't understand. Me and me and Diego Lima go way back after he was cut from the UFC the first time I did it. And this is the irony of it. And if and if you don't believe me, anybody can message Joe Stevenson, uh, James Krause, Diego Lima, uh, Eddie Truck, Gordon. I did a show like almost a year before the Ultimate Fighter Redemption show was even thought of. I did a show called Redemption. And I had Joe Daddy, all these other fighters on my show, and Diego Lima was on that. He wanted to get back in the UFC. And he ended up coming second in the Ultimate Fighter and getting a six-fight contract. You know, that man is a fucking beast. When, when you and look his brother, at, the Bellator oh, champion. Champion. Been for years. But when you look at the correlation with those two people, just in particular, how much of them, because I know how much of them sits in my heart, but how much does it sit in Joe, Joe Elmore's heart to know that you have that kind of support system, brother? Hello, listen, I, we've been the like I've, I knew him when he was lying. He was 17 years old fighting pro underground in Georgia and shit. I, like, <laughs> sports fight X days and stuff like I, people don't realize man, I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a young, young man. So I got a, a, I've been watching it and following the circuit for so long for putting in so much time and sacrifice. And it's just good because I've seen them succeed. Even like Cody Durden in the UFC, he just won this last weekend. And I mean, I got Trishon Gore, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Um, 
I got a lot of great, great, great guys. Nathan Williams, gosh, uh, King Hell down here. Just everybody. I, I, I go to every gym. Warren Thompson, man, I spar with him every Thursday, every Saturday, and he was a heavyweight. That's one of my main sparring partners for the last about six weeks just playing around going up there. I, they won't listen. Uh, Chris Barnett from the UFC, his last fight, he just lost. Rest in peace to his wife. God bless him. Um, but he come up there and I was helping him get ready. Black Beast, uh, it, the, the little guys my size won't even spar with me no more. I don't let them because I'll, I'll hurt them at the gym. I spar with the heavyweights and I move like a 135er in there. Like, man, God dang, I can't. I'm just, you can tell, I've been in a cage so long, man. I got, I'm like a pit bull that ain't peed and drank too much water and got locked in right now. Oh, bro, he was he Look was like doing damn to sweat, and I I can fucking water the far starting <laughs> village right now, bro. <laughs> the thing of it is, man, you were doing crazy shit back when you were young, young, and, and you say you're a young old soul, and I I totally dig it and agree with one hundred. at one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, dude? Out too, there was a bunch of trucks and a bunch of betting down in, in North Florida. That was fun as hell. Yeah, but you know. You know me, man. I, I, I'm the Oprah Winfrey, the Barbara Walters of the sport, bro. I always ask these these really kind of intricate, deep questions. But this one, I, I it sits in my heart because uh, I know you don't do this for you. I know you don't do it for you. And I know Chris is probably going, huh? But no, I'm not. Who, who, who are you dedicating this fight too in your heart is it maggie is it your family is it your grandma because i know it's never about joe elmore it, it always has to do with somebody this time baby my wife my wife said this is my fight this is my moment this is the hit man this is this is joe this is jojo this is my grandma's grandson's fight this is my grandma's fight my family's fight my my fight what i am to them what i who i am you know what I'm saying? I fought for a long time to get a moment. Fought for a long time to take my wife down to Mexico for a seventh anniversary, all inclusive luxury, like a princess and a queen. This is for me. I'm the king. I deserve my crown. I've I've been the people's champ. I've I've never had. I got to be. I was the third fight main event against Little Garcia. I called that fight after Chope. After I knocked out Chope, I looked in that camera and I said, "Be good. FC twelve. Here I come." Tom Shelf, nobody else wanted none of that after Julian Lane and all that fight. I boom, I got that. What did I say right after that? Face melting out, nerves sticking out of my head. I want Leonard Garcia. Yeah, I look like fucking a goblin in there, and I want that crown too. This is my fight dedicated to me and my family, and everybody that loves me is behind me on it. This is for me. I'm coming to steal his soul. Shame song, son. And I, I waved you, my whole life to this. MVP's my man. Man, I'm going to kill somebody. I hope he lives. Pray for his mama. Because I'm coming, boy. Y'all don't know what I feel. I cry when I get done practicing sometimes because I hurt people. And I'm just, I'm hurting. I'm healthy too, boy. I ain't never mm -hmm. been this healthy in a long time. I love you, man. I love you. I can't wait for this fight, bro. <laughs> I can't. You, you, you completely sold it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can we just fly you over now? And we'll just, just do it now. Go. Got some heavyweights training with our fly over there and fucking show them for a week, too. Let me go train at his gym with his partners. I'll let them watch me train. I don't give a fudge. Mm. I'm, I'm I need, I, trying to keep it quiet because he's watching my interviews now. So, but I, need your, I need your motivation in the morning when I get it for work. No, I got it, off. baby. I taught 6.30 a.m. kickboxing for years. You don't fuck with that shit if you don't want to come get ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. I need, I need, you I need you to hear your voice my alarm. <laughs> your, my alarm and your voice, that would be motivation enough. Like, I might get up then and start doing backflips out of bed instead. I'm, I'm telling you, that's that, hey, that, that, I, hey, God did it for a reason. I tried to hold it in for a long time, but he, um, people absorb it, so I'm going to pass it out. <laughs> Hey, Nate, instead of saying you got a question for Joe Elmore, just say your damn question, bro. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw it up here, Nate, mate. Just ask the question. And Go don't ahead, put man. any of that Billy Bob Thornton shit in it. Oh, Billy, calm down, will you? 
<laughs> Bro, they're trying to say I look like damn Billy Bob Thornton, man. Get the but, fuck uh, out of here. If you look like him, I sound like him. We'll, between, you look, Thanks, you, we'll, we'll do sense. some ventriloquists. We'll do some ventriloquists and out. Well, goddamn, man. <laughs> I love this so much, bro. <laughs> I like biscuits and mustard. <laughs> you know, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tremendous because you're gonna be in front of a bigger crowd than you've ever been in your entire life. See, that's one thing I will say about the UK is they show up and they shell out, bro. And uh so, you know, in the early days of my career, I spent a third of my career shooting fights in, in different aspects in the UK. And, and I'll tell you, it'll make you shit your pants as just a photographer at some of these events. But I know you're used to it, bro. But I'm talking about for me, I'm an introverted man in life. I, you know, I'm not an extrovert. So what I do is kind of half ass weird. But the thing of it is, it's like when you're at an event in the UK, you think fight night is buzzing here? Goose pimples, baby. <laughs> Look at that. He's ready, bro. Yeah, He's ready for this. Next question. It's not fear, bro. That When those lights kick on and I feel that energy, love or hate, my, my greatest gift from God is the ability to absorb energy, whether it's pain, pressure, love. I take it all in. And I throw that shit right the fuck back out. And if it's dark energy you throw at me, you're getting it back double, baby. And if it's light energy you throw at me, you're getting it back double. So it's up to you what you want to do. That's why I'm fighting. It ain't nothing but darkness. That's what that bell rings for. It's nighttime. I'm giving it back, baby. Nate, Nate Ren says, who do you want to fight next? Nate, he has to get I want to fight the king, whoever thinks they're the king, because I'm the king. When I, the Connor Tierney's supposed to be the new king, and David said he's going to be a superstar, well, when he gets his child wire put back together, yes, he will be. But right now, Palomino's the king, unless Palomino retires, they got my belt. Whoever got my belt, whoever's got my belt. And I don't even need that stupid-ass belt, but really, yeah. I'm the king anyway, so I already know it. I've already seen it, so... They can hide it and do whatever they want to with it. Like Lorenzo once said, I'll be 50 and 0. I'm just, I don't give a damn. I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Uh, can, I, can I throw you in the middle of a... I want a bunch of money. Here, can I throw you in the middle of a kind of a fucked up equation just for a second? Go ahead. You know, the, the little Palomino, uh Elvin Brito fight, you know... I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, even though we're here to talk about I had it. I had it from what I saw with Glitchy Service 3-2 Burrito. I'm biased. I love Burrito and his family. Uh, like I told him, and I've, I've actually messaged Burritos. Me and him, his wife and friends, she's, she likes my stuff. I like his stuff. We, God, I love his family. He's a beautiful man. But we've already said when the time comes, we ain't got no beef breaking each other apart. Because, when, like I said, when the ding, it's nighttime, motherfucker, and you're a creature of the night, and I'm going to come and get you. So whenever that happens, he's a creature of the night coming after my kingdom and my crown and my family. And I don't care how much and how sweet he is and how much he loves his fucking family, but you're coming after mine when you're coming after my crown. So then we settle it. I take the kingdom and I give you the big room and you become my advisor and you become the first contender. I mean, but that's how it's going to be for whoever. Like I said, I don't care if it's Elvin. I don't care if they get a rematch first and uh, I don't care if they want to bring in some famous UFC fighter. And I don't care if they want to bump me up and super fight me. If they pay me enough money, I'm going to do whatever they do. And I'm doing what I freaking love. Right. So no matter who I fight, if I love fighting that damn much and I ain't a liar, I'll fight anybody. I have damn fun fighting. I do it every day of my life at the gym, and I come home crippled as fuck. And I'm like, I can't train tomorrow, and I'm in the car tomorrow. Oh, I love it, I've been man. in the car tomorrow for a long time, headed to the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris? I just want to read out uh, Nate Reddy. It says, uh, Joe Elmo would be a great movie villain. So I mean, let's actually let, let's side into this, right? If you could be a movie villain, give me your, give me your take of what you would be. And what would it be? I mean, Deadpool, because he's a villain and a superhero, of course. And he can just get broke apart and keep going. They always, I, I wore Deadpool socks at my wedding. What do you mean? They always call me Wolverine and Deadpool my whole life. 
I mean, I, I'm, I got a first name, but uh, I bit my tongue off in that fight one time too. Y'all see it on TV when I fought my time. So uh, I bit part, I bit it off three times. But anyway, so it was like half hanging out. My coach, I'm like, hey, I bit my tongue off. He was like, keep it your goddamn mouth before they see that too. Cause I already had the nerve. And I, and I went to the after party. I refused to go to the hospital. I made Don Muzi uh, pump me up in the back because I had my family flying from Arizona, bought like two or three VIP tables and. I didn't want to miss the after party with my family since they flew in so hard. So I, I just got sewed up on a table in the back by the best plastic surgeon in the game. Thank you, Don. The other Don, another great Don. Huh? <laughs> oh, so, man. You know, this is special. This day is special for me because, you know, I interviewed Chad Kelly. And then me and Chris got to interview his opponent, Antonio Holmes, for the first trans-American title between BYB and BKB. And it ended up being a draw. And I interviewed Chad Kelly first. And I offered the opportunity to Anthony Holmes to come on. And it, and it was kind of funny because after that interview, I, I, I stated that I felt that Chad Kelly won. And then I was I was attacked. You know, and, and the thing of it is, is, Sometimes you got to look at things different and take words with a grain of salt because when Anthony Holmes came on, he had no knowledge of what was being perplexed. And he came on and he gave an absolutely brilliant interview. But the, the, the thing of it is, is, and the point I'm getting at, him and Chad Kelly went to war for seven fucking rounds. How, you know, in my heart, and, and as Anthony Holmes well correlated on the show, after going to war with a man for seven fucking rounds, how can you not respect him? You know, how does that sit in the heart of Joe Elmore? Because, bro, I know you and I'm a little bit biased because, you know, the Brits are biased towards their fighters, but I'm, I'm biased with, with the boys in my life. You know, I'm biased with my homies and, and you're like blood to me. So, you know, when, man, it don't sit at all, man. I listen. People got pain, and yeah. like I'm, I managed to be friends with with God, like Brandon Lambert. He's either the most loved or the most hated. I look at their heart and people's actions, not their words, because if you believe nothing you hear and half of what you see, and somewhere between it all, you will find the truth. You know, when I play dumb, it's because I want people to think I'm dumb, so they don't ask me for so much. I used to do that my whole life. It was defense mechanism, you know. Everybody that thinks I'm dumb is dumber than I am. You know what I mean? I guarantee you that. I'm very calculated. I'm, uh, I'm very loving. But I also, like, you know, I know some people have to be kept at a distance. you got to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And you got to protect the ones you love the most. So, and, and as far as, as distance, I understand distance is a space, you know, so you can have your enemies close without having them with an arm's reach. That doesn't mean next to you in a bed. And, and I understand all these things that people refuse to look at on whether it's fighting with life and when you apply everything as a lifestyle rather than moments and you try to keep it 100 all the time everything becomes very habitual and, and pretty easy i mean I, i'm not there I, I get angry i yell i do these things i lose control and but i also say god you're a dumbass and most people aren't ever willing to say i'm sorry or i was wrong and genuinely look at themselves and say i fucked up today and, and hey you know you know, I, I guess that's why my life's pretty damn easy. I'm pretty sexy for somebody turning 40 in September, baby. <laughs> I love it, bro. No facials, Connor. <laughs> if Joe's energy is an indicator, MVP is... He's not fighting MVP, bro. He's fighting Connor well, Tierney. But... Hey, but, hey, but if that's the next one, by God, let's go. I'll come right back. I ain't scared of him neither. I think I'd do better than my period with my page going to do cool. I can't wait to see that shit, but I definitely use more angles than him. I'm too heart. blind. To, I'm too blind to read who sent that comment, but it says Joel Moore. Bill Sonnenmaker. What's up, buddy? He's a, he's a black belt. Uh, Professor Bill from Gracie Baja in Georgia. We got a pretty strong team. I'm see, I'm, I've been with Fabio Costa and the Gracie Baja guys. I'm going to about 20 Gracie Baja gyms and train all the time too. All the professors love me. People don't know that, but I've, I've won worlds back in 2013. I've been a stand back in purple belt for years, but I won't put the gi on. That hey, Jonathan. Choke them all out, though. Jonathan, cool. Nothing to be sorry Hell about, yeah, bro. Nothing to be, be sorry be, forever, uh, Bubba. Now, now, hey, listen. People call me Julian Lane. As long as you watch me, you're going to call me by not my name. I got a defense mechanism. I love people, I, but I don't I don't love remembering names. 
So I use buddy and sir and ma'am and beautiful and hey, handsome, how you doing, good looking. I do those things because I'm like, fuck, if I had to remember 10,000 people that remembered me, I'd be in trouble. But if I remember the good ones and the bad ones, I see your heart and I know who's a good mom and a good dad. And, and I, know, I saw the prick out there, too, that I might trip and blame it on alcohol. So, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, Peter Kibb says Hitman is the real 165 pound champ. No. You already you know, know, Pete. Yeah. You know, Joe, you're getting ready to embark on one of the greatest adventures in the life of the hitman. <laughs> what would you what would you like to share? Because it's you know, I know like with me when I've had valuable, you know, walks in my life, what they meant to me. And I I I'm like I said, I'm an introvert, so I was only able to share with my family because, you know, because everybody that thinks that I'm just a photographer and a radio show host is sadly mistaken. They don't really know what I do in this sport, but what, what moment or what part of this walk truly means the most, not to Joe Elmore, the warrior, but to Joe Elmore, the man. I just respect man. And, 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 and honor, honor and respect, dude. Uh, I want, I want people to feel love. So I get to entertain people and, it ain't no, I mean, I, you know, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Jerry Love is my fourth cousin. I always, I said I was going to be WWE too. I even had a trampoline squad. I called myself the uh, Silver Dollar and I had a move called the Coin Toss and I'd toss them off. I can flip them. Wow, it was pretty cool. I've always had a personality and a, a something, you know what I mean? So for me, it's just finally the world gets to see it and enjoy it and love it. And I've truly my dreams and the people that didn't believe in me that now call me and, say that they're quitting doing whatever they're doing or they asked for my advice and at one time didn't believe in me it's it's changed their lives too because as much as they didn't believe in me they can believe in themselves now because i broke their idea of not being able to believe in somebody that didn't you know what i mean it's like the stigma you came from this place you can't go there or you've done this you've never you waited too long what is too long are you alive i mean you know what i'm saying so that's the best part is to get to some a lot of the people that have been there with me watching and loving me when I had nothing and not just for getting to see the cool, awesome guy that's got it up and whatever, you know what I mean? They, they, they love me for the wrong reasons sometimes. And it's okay. I don't care why they love me as long as they get something out of it. But, but I'm, I'm doing, I can't wait for the ones that really, my grandma, my papa, my, my dad, my son, he just graduated this year. My wife, she's stuck, man, she's meal planning. And I, God, there's just so many, stories they put in a storybook about what we've been through together literally in my corner every single fight since we've been together if there's been a fight in the last 12 years other than kazakhstan that i took on three days notice that's and listen you see this ring right here when i was in kazakhstan they were wrapping my fucking hands putting my mma gloves off and the referee came in the back and said i'll go home if you take my fucking ring off i fought that fight with the ring on and it's the only one I fought with my ring on because I didn't have her in the corner. And it's the only fight in the last 12 years. She ain't been coaching in my corner there to hug me between rounds, tell me to go out there and fuck him up for what he did to me that round before. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's what it means right there. Inspirational, mate. Inspirational. Very right, true. No, I, I'm, I'm, listen, <clears throat> I'm, I'm blown away by you. Um, you you talk about a lot of things, you know, discern about, you know, people say I can't do, can do, you know, and this sitting there and listening to you, you inspire me because, I mean, I thought this, uh, this whole, this whole show here, uh, what, just over about, yeah, a few, bit over 12 months ago now, and I had my cousin on it, um, and we just did, we just broke down fights. We had a few people on, you know, people we could get, and then I had Lee McGeary on, and then obviously Don was associated with Lee McGeary, and then I met Don, and then, and then everything just falls into place. I had moments in time where I thought, I can't do this. You know what I mean? People are watching me. People, you know, there's multiple podcasts that people, you know, eyeball in. But then I speak, you listen to people like you, and it's like, fucking, I can do this. You know what? Fuck the rest of them. I, I'm, you know, I'm happy that I met the people along the fucking way that have helped and galvanized me and give me a, a, a breath of fresh air and actually tell me that, you know, you are good at what you do because not everyone tells people that people are more along the clan go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when i when i say that i can one of my one what made me don one of the first things he saw i don't ever talk about it jesse loves when i talk about it but I, jesse i can spark man i can everything it's jesse sparkman 
uh, cerebral palsy. He uh, made a rap song for me in Detroit when I went out against this dude named Pretty Boy. I can. I can. They actually produced it with where Aretha Franklin. Anyway, they let this dude come in there and they told him he couldn't walk, but hey, or that he was going to be in this wheelchair. And he gets his things and and he fought on street beefs. I was in his corner. I raised money and bought him a sports wheelchair over online and stuff. I went down with his dad. They flew in from Detroit. My boxing coach is from up there. I'm going to go see him here soon. But every time I'm around this kid, I, he'll be in his thing. We man, fight, fight. He's duking in that wheelchair, busting ass, and then he'll get up with his canes and run through a parking lot using his hips, man. His legs don't even work right, and people be saying they can't do shit, man. They'll, we'll, we'll put a, a bungee cord. They kick a, kick him and his dad out of gyms because they'll come in there and put a bungee cord on him. He'll crawl down the grass floor on his on his elbows training or on his hands, and they're like, well, you let him do that. He's dragging his legs. Well, because he's a damn man and he wants to, and he went down the street beach, and they let him spar in a wheelchair and down there against another guy in a wheelchair and matched him up. And, and so me and him and his dad, of course, Gary Spark, man, I can everything. Don't say I can't because you got this dude. You got, I got both my legs working and this dude's in there dreaming to be a world champion. He won a world championship, first sanctioned wheelchair boxing match in uh, New York. Let's go, Jesse. And uh, yeah, man. So come on, give me an excuse. I dare you. And I ain't gonna be mad at you for it. I'm gonna, I'll talk you out of it. Because you, you're crazy. Somebody's always got it worse. Don, you do it a lot, man. You know, people don't even know what's going on with you a lot of times and your, your surgeries and stuff. And I try to keep up with you. And hell, I don't know. And I'm your damn friend. And I keep up with it because you keep it quiet other than a couple pictures just to say to your haters every once in a while. But you ain't going to have to even do that here soon. You know, your success will keep coming. And it, it just is for everybody. And I think I surround myself with people that are going to – God blesses me. I know – God has bigger plans for me than any of y'all know. I've seen it in a dream, and I promise people when they talk to me, believe in me. But God sent me to everybody that loves me. God sent me to do something special for everybody, and I'm going to. And it's through fighting. I can't explain it, but I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be great. And I'm going to do great things, and, and uh, I, it's my destiny. And it's and I'm going to love. And even if failure is the greatest thing I ever did, if somebody learned something from it and I changed the world, that's what it's going to be. But I'm going to go out there and die, die doing it. And I'll be remembered for it. Look at that first interview. Look at that first interview that I did with you. I guarantee you that'll never be an interview that you will ever forget. But you know what? It works both ways. You know, you talk about Jesse I can spark, man. He's an avid watcher of my show. I, I, I love the dude to death. You know, you know, people always say, Don, if you can go back, would you change anything? No, I'm glad I only have half a right foot and I'm missing my leg. I'm, I'm glad that I've been through 247 surgeries. I wouldn't go back because then it would change the man that I am. And, you know, I got three more surgeries scheduled right now. And the thing of it is, I will never change. I'm more happier with who I am today than I think I would have been if I would have never had to go through adversity. You know, brother... <laughs> I want to say one last thing to you. Go over to England and do you. Go over there and uh, do, do what we already know, bro. You, you don't have to, to gloat about it because you already know about it. You don't have to preach about it because you fucking live it. You don't have to scream from the rooftops because your world is already known worldwide. Just go out there and do what makes me and makes you happy, makes everybody proud of you, bruh, ain't, ain't a man in this world that could say that he's walked your walk. Yeah, he's not that worse, though, man. There he is. There he is, bro. There's, nah, there's bro. Everybody, everybody My mistakes has made a great story. man out of me, man. Like I said, I'm thankful for every torturous thing I've ever been through because I'd have turned out something awful to be this strong and not have went through that much stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, you got to really just, for real, I don't ever... It ain't even about that, dude. It's it's literally, I can't wait to come there and have fun. And I hope everybody in there has as much damn fun as I do. Because y'all have as much fun watching it as I'm having while I'm in there. Ooh, yo. Everybody's <laughs> going just, home and having a happy night. Man, you're going to get lucky, baby. <laughs> let me let me let me clarify my question just before yeah, I have a bunch of drunk husband buys all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, let me just clarify my question real quick. It's adversity. We're we're made by adversity, and I think that's what brought us into each other's life because we're adversity created, but we we didn't let adversity hold us down. 
And, and I think that's the difference between us and a lot of people. Adversity will tear you down or it'll make you. And I think adversity created us and made us. With that being said, hey, brother, go over there and show Connor Tierney what the fucking hit man is all the fuck about. Yes, but, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I, love, I love you, bro. Come over to the UK and, and show them what it's all about. I'm going to pass it to Chris and let him wrap it up. But, hey, you give Maggie a hug for me and you tell her I said happy anniversary, brother, because uh, it's tremendous. I just celebrated my uh, my 38th wedding anniversary, but I've been with my wife for 41 years, bro. I love you, man. On my Go way, do baby. On my way. Go do you, bro. Show the world. Show them, baby. Chris? Hyped. I'm hyped. I'm on the hype train now. I'm gone. Um, listen, obviously, wrapping it up, I want to – give you a massive thank you for making this an amazing show. Obviously, not knowing who you were, only listening to what Don said and watching and researching about you today. You blow me away, mate. Blow me away. I'd happily have you on as a third group mutual host with us every week because you are absolutely a brilliant guest. Honestly, I need you to go and record something free for alarm clock now for half past, half past four in the morning for me because you're motivating me more than I've ever thought so just listening to you and I, I can't thank you enough for giving us your time um love you as well actually I think I've fallen in love with love you as well you. Joe from honest mate love you, as, as I I'm gonna echo what Don says go to well come to the UK you don't need to go to because I've been here already but go to the UK smash the fuck out of Connor and go and do what the fuck you want for the rest of the week and go and enjoy yourself and thank you for coming on mate and if there's anything else you want to say it's your time. I really do because, you know, I, it's really a refreshing to get to God, man. I I, I beef. I, I can't help but beef it up because I'm excited about the fight. But I appreciate you, Don, for always giving the respect and giving me an opportunity to actually get to talk to people because one of the hardest things to do is when people see me fight to get to know me because it's, it's fucking scary. I, I know I scare myself looking in the mirror. It's fun. You know, and, and Chris, you too, man. You know, it's a great opportunity. Thank you for the platform to let the, the British fans know me. Don, thanks for hooking me up with them. Like you said, you're my brothers. And I love hard too, Chris. We will we will fall in love. And if you have a platform like this and you genuinely are a person the kind words, I can feel that you are. I appreciate it too, man. And anybody who was watching, I appreciate y'all, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I promised some viciousness, but hey, if you say hi to me, if you want an autograph, if you want to come in the back, if you ever want to, whatever, if you want to chit chat, if you want to add me online, I was, I'll message you if your kid's doing bad and you want me to send him a video because he's in love with boxing. I send training videos to people all across the world every day. I don't ever charge nothing. I don't ever ask for nothing. And you can test me out and test my gangster and see if I've ever bullshit and put play rewind on it because I've never I don't break my word get your word in your nuts and I ain't losing either one of them I love you man I love you bro I wish I could hug you right now homie I mean I wish we were back in in Jackson Mississippi so I could give you that hug I love you bro again brother you know we're going to be on the same path for a long time so when you see me give me that hug we won't forget go over there knock his ass out bro Chris pleasure to meet you brother Don as always Later, gentlemen. Love you, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. What I told you, what is there not to love about Joe Elmore? I mean, I told, like the first interview, man, I, I did with him. I told him, you're already a champion, and you don't even know it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I don't think you uh, you can really argue that point whatsoever. Um, he, he's, he's a bag of fun. Um but such an interesting guy with a, an, an astute personality, and you know, I, you know me, I, I'm learning my 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 bare knuckles sort of experience with you now, yeah. So these people I'm getting on are getting me more interested and more paid attention to the sport, and he's just sold me a bag of gold and told me to go and watch. Yeah, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Absolutely a pleasure, you know, interviewing a guy and, you know, thank you for, you know, putting him on this path and putting him on Big Fight Weekly. Um, that was a pleasure. That was an absolute pleasure to just listen to the man and, and be such inspired by everything. Honestly, brilliant. You know, to the people in the UK, I'm going to leave the show on this. Okay. If you don't take away anything from today's show, go and go and just research. Joe Elmore, the man. And if you don't love him for what he does in the squared circle, 
then I guarantee, I guarantee you, you're going to love him for what he gives back to life, how he walks his walk, and how much he loves anybody that's in his life. Like that man said, put him in check, test him, send him a message. I guarantee you the man answers it. He's 100% real. And to the UK, go to the fight because you're going to see one way or another, you're going to see one of the greatest fights you've ever seen with Joe Hitman Elmore. On that note, I'm, I'm, I'm solid, baby. Well, Don, want to plug your own stuff quickly before we jump off? You know what? No need to, bro, because you know what? I'm internationally known to rock the microphone, and I don't give two shits what people think about me, bro. You know, the thing of it is, it ain't about me. It's about sharing others. And, you know, I, I really want to give Anthony Holmes a true shout-out. You know, because that for that man to sit there and to take my thoughts and correlate the show the way he did is a tremendous bloke. I mean, he really is, and he's a tremendous man. I mean, because I'm not the easiest guy when I have some sort of an agenda. And I, I will apologize to Anthony Holmes on your show because people were attacking me, but Anthony Holmes didn't know nothing about it, you know? And so I was going into the show with a chip on my shoulder. And then when I got to have those few minutes before we went live, I got to meet the man, Anthony Holmes. And I'll tell you what, he's a fucking hell of a warrior, but he's even a bigger man. And I, I got nothing but respect for the mate, you know? He's a tremendous man, and the people that set it up, you know, I don't know if there was an agenda behind anything, but all I know is they came back at me and said that we gave him one of the greatest interviews, and they were pleased for it. BKB shared it. So, yeah, they did, yeah. you know, if you haven't seen the show, I suggest you go to the platform, check it out. It's on different platforms. We're going to be going to Mellon and getting rid of StreamYard here. But uh, it's a much better platform, and uh, it's going to be a lot more better as far as video quality, show quality, and other things of this nature. I just got to figure the shit out. But uh, You will, mate. Well, well, I'll get with you after the show, and I'll give you the sign-in so you can figure it out, mate. So on that note, I love the people in the U.K., and I love the people in the United States and everybody in between. It's all jelly, baby. And we'll see you next week. Bam. Sports Social Podcast Network.